Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 179. You know, you really need to live for today because you're so worried about what tomorrow has for you that you forget how lucky you are. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah! Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today I'm really excited to introduce a very special guest, McKenna Bell. McKenna, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, absolutely. I got my Hans on, helmet on, ready to go. All right. Great to have you here. McKenna Bell is the first female owner driver team in NASCAR history. She runs out of Thomasville, North Carolina, and started racing when she was only 11 years old in an outlaw cart. Last year, McKenna made her debut in one of NASCAR's premier touring series at Phoenix International Raceway, and she's one of only a few women to compete in the nationwide series. She's the only woman to graduate from NASCAR's Drive for Diversity program who races in the Nationwide Series. So McKenna, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take some time and share a little bit more about your history, your career in racing, your interests, and of course your passion for automobiles that go really fast? So McKenna, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share some more about your history, your racing career, your interests, and of course your passion for automobiles that go really fast. I am originally from Carson City, Nevada. I'm 24 years old, and I have been kind of in a motorsports family my entire life. Uh, my grandpa used to race, and my dad raced many outlaw carts when I was growing up. Um, I remember going to NHRA races as a very young child, going to sprint car races, and and uh, just always being about around motorsports. Um, I'm pretty sure, and we, and we always joke about it, but I'm pretty sure my dad wanted to have some boys because we were always on quads and, and uh, jet skis and any type of thing that little boys would do. Um, <laughs> it was definitely something I think my dad was, he was going to make us, you know, have, have a love for motorsports and, and cars and, and anything with a motor, really. So, sure. <laughs> um, you know. So that was awesome because I, I, I thank him for that because, you know, I love to ride quads. I love to be on any type of things that, that goes fast. So that's kind of how it all started. And, um, you know, we had, a, we had a local racetrack that was close to our home. And we we just 
were always around racing, and uh, it's, it's pretty much all I remember, and, and something that I always wanted to do. And when I was 12 years old, got a chance to race a go kart, and I'd say the rest was history. <laughs> I guess so. Or in this case, just the beginning, because as your career grows, getting into racing NASCAR and the big cars, that's a huge jump. What inspired you to go from go-karts to this big-time racing in NASCAR? Well, I mean, when I started racing go-karts, it was really, um, it was just for fun, you know. It was something that my family had loved to do, and and it was a hobby. Um, When I actually moved up to Legend Cars when I was 14 years old, I started racing in front of big crowds. And I saw the potential that what I was doing had on little girls and people who would watch in the stands. And I thought, you know, maybe this is more of just, you know, maybe this is is becoming more of a dream of mine than really just having fun. It became something that I couldn't imagine not doing and something I I couldn't stop thinking about. You know, I I went to school and, and couldn't wait to get out so I could go to a racetrack. And it just changed from being a hobby and something fun I did with my family, and it became a dream, and a dream that I wanted to be the next Shirley Muldowney or the, the next, you know, Aaron Crocker at the time. And, and it was something that just happened overnight, honestly. Oh, it's fantastic. I love the fact that you like the concept of being a mentor and inspiration to young women and to girls. I was always going to car shows and usually taking my son. My daughter really wasn't into cars much, but I took her to a race one time, and Christy Edelbrock was there. You talked about your dad wanting to have have boys, and Vic Edelbrock has his two daughters who are very active in in, uh, motorsports. And I remember my daughter meeting her. She signed a poster for her in her hat, and the whole way home, my daughter was so excited that she met this woman who was around race cars it wasn't just all guys and it really really influenced her in many ways to think that she could go and do anything so I love that that aspect about what you're thinking in your career as you move forward as we continue on your journey I always like to start with a success quote and this is a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars yeah so McKenna I know you love to drive so take the wheel I kind of grew up always saying don't stop believing and I always kind of played that song and and it was something that was close to me I actually have a tattoo on my on my wrist that says believe and you know something kind of also just worked out I spelled believe b-e-1-1 I grew up racing the number 11 car oh okay and, uh, and my last name is bell so the ones are the l's and it's stands for believe so it's kind of something that it all just kind of worked out so you know it's been you know when things just work out it it, i feel like it's kind of meant to be so that's something that i've i've gone by and um it's my favorite band journey is so oh yeah (laughs) uh that song is in my head now it's not going to get out of my head the rest of the day yeah i could sing it but i'm not nearly as good at singing as i can drive a race car so we don't we don't want that (laughs) you don't want to hear me sing either so We'll keep moving forward here, but I love that. That's a great inspirational quote. How have you incorporated that into your life as a race car driver? Can you give me an example, perhaps? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, my big thing is this sport is, is is really tough. I played soccer and basketball when I, growing up, and um, 
I don't remember it ever being as, as difficult as, as racing. And it's really not easy being a female in this sport. Uh, you know, it's a male-dominated sport. It's a, it's a good old boy sport. And it's tough to really be taken seriously. That was a big thing that it was hard for me. I, I raced for my dad until I was 18 years old. And, you know, eventually we, we couldn't fund it any, any longer. And I started racing for other people. But other people never really took me serious. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, continued to try to remind myself that if I believe that I can do it, that I can do it. And when times got tough and moments got down, I just kept telling myself that I needed to believe in who I was. And it's just something that always helped me get through. Um, you know, I think it's really important to to believe in who you are, because if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will either. Absolutely. And uh, that was something, you know, that that was just something that was really big to me and, and something that I, I really tried to remind myself even when I was, you know, at the lowest of lows. Sure. I had a, a guest on Cars, yeah, a couple months ago, Denise McCluggage, who's a very famous lady race car driver from the 50s and 60s, and she spoke about the same thing. Imagine the difficulties of being a woman in motorsports in the 50s. Very challenging because they just weren't any. And it's a bit sad that it's still occurring today in this day and age. But I love the fact that you use that that mantra, that belief, that quote is believe as your driving force. That's fantastic. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars and specifically for race cars? I know you talked about driving go-cars, but is there one pivotal moment in your life when you can remember, you know what, I want to be a race car driver? Um, you know, I, I never really was into, to cars themselves, you know, like 68 Camaro kind of thing, Mm -hmm. but my grandpa, my dad were, and you know, it's kind of something that my grandpa, he used to, he builds bikes and he still, he still does, but he builds bikes and used to build cars and he had old hot rods and it was, it was just all I really knew. And that's, that's something that I'm really thankful for because there's so much stories to be told in, in in time spent with your family building cars or, or being at a racetrack. And I think, you know, like I said earlier, the, the biggest moment for me was to watch other people be affected by what it is that you were doing. And mm-hmm. I don't think that I only became a, a race car driver or wanted to become a race car driver to make other people happy or to make other people believe that they could do it. It was the support, and it was the feeling of how awesome people thought you were and the satisfaction of a little girl coming up to you and saying, I want to be just like you. And, and <laughs> when you didn't know really what you wanted to be, uh, those type of moments were, were moments for me that they helped me want to be something for the fact of they already had something in their mind about me. You know, mm-hmm. they, they thought that I was this race car driver, this famous person, and I was still trying to figure out who it is I was. Um, <laughs> That's and like great. I said, it's just, you know, the, the big thing with racing and, and um, you know, being with your family, I'm a girl, so I think a lot. Um, you know, I worry about everything. Um, I, I do all that girl stuff. When I get her in a race car, there's nobody else in the world. There's nothing in the world that, that it just me in that race car. And that's, that's something that I can't, I can't even explain. Yeah, I think I understand what you, what you mean by that. So McKenna, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down, some of the roads you've raced down, 
and crawl into the hood and get our hands a little dirty and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced in your racing career. But the most important part of this question comes with how you overcame that situation and what you learned from it. Well, I mean, I actually would probably bring up what I'm going through right now. I've been racing for 14 years, and every Saturday I've been at a racetrack, and this is the first year that I don't actually have the opportunity to be in a race car. It's it's probably one of the toughest things I've had to go through to date. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I've I've had my, my problems of, you know, going to racetracks and, uh, you know, losing or spinning out or wrecking and things like that that you didn't realize what, what you were getting to do at the time. And um, that was a, a big thing for me. I, I got to, you know, obviously run that nationwide race at the end of last year at Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And the big thing for me was to really enjoy it because uh, I knew this year I, I, I don't have a ride. And I knew that going into that race in Phoenix and to overcome the, the hurt and the loss of not being able to drive a race car is to really enjoy what it is you get to do. Yeah. I've yeah. been so worried about where I was going to go that I forgot where I was and what I had already done. And, uh, you know, that's a big thing for me is to... Uh, to try to get that out to everybody and to let them understand that, you know, you really need to live for today because you, you're so worried about what tomorrow has for you that you forget how lucky you are. And, you know, not being able to be in a race car this year is is going to be probably one of the toughest things I go through. Sure. Um, I'm very fortunate. So, you know, have my health and I have a loving family. So you just got to keep pushing through and, and hope that, you know, someone hears you on the radio or someone hears you, oh, your story and, and, and maybe they want to take a chance on you. You know, you, you just never know who you'll, you'll be able to meet and, and, you know, you have to overcome obstacles in life and life is, life is tough. I just keep telling myself to believe in who I am and, and try to, try to, you know, get my head down and, and just keep focusing on what's important and, and hopefully whatever it is that is planned is, is supposed to happen. Don't stop believing. Well, that's a great, great inspiration coming from a young woman like yourself because we do often forget we're so busy looking forward and in a racing metaphors, looking down the track, of course, but in life sometimes you need to realize the how fortunate you are today. So great inspiration Let's shift some gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum and share a story when you had a real aha moment in your racing career. That time when you went, wow, I think this kind of makes sense for me. I should be doing this. And share with us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Um, My aha moment was really the fact of I couldn't stop thinking about it. All I wanted to do was race a car. I remember watching uh, a a local girl race while I grew up, um, her name was Amy Barnes, and she raced uh, go-karts just like my dad had, and she raced sprint cars, and she did all of the stuff, and I just remember the, the impact of what it is she had on me. You know, I just thought this this woman was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to, to watch Erin Crocker be the first female to, to make it to the Knoxville Nationals, and these were my aha moments. These were the moments where I thought, I want to be just like that. I want to do that. I want to be that person, and I want to be the first female to do things that other females haven't. I wanted to be a part of history, and and when you get to watch, you know, you grow up watching Angel Savoie win 
you know, motorcycle championships and, and Rhonda Hartman Smith race, you know, dragsters and just stuff like that is those were my aha moments. Those were the moments where I thought, this is me, this is what I want to do, and, and this is what I will do. Sure. Inspiration. That's fantastic. How about your first really special race car? Can you share with me what it was like the first time you got in what you would consider a real race car? I probably would say it, it, it's actually been in the past couple of years that, you know, go-karts are great and, and uh, front cars and, and legend cars, but I'd have to say a K&N car was probably the, the first time I actually felt like I was really like I had made it somewhere. Mm-hmm. They're old nationwide cars. They have 480 horsepower in them. They're, they're awesome. And that probably happened was when I got to race at Bristol Motor Speedway. People dream of that. And that's when I probably felt that I had kind of made it a name for myself and, and made it in the sport to be able to say you raced at Bristol and Dover and Loudoun and these places that, you know, Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart and Dale Jr. raced at. Those are things I honestly, I dreamed about being a race car driver, but I really never dreamed about stuff like that. That it was just, those were the, the moments where I had really thought that I've made it somewhere. And, yeah. and those were the, those were the achievements of, of, you know, hard work. Would you share with us one of those adrenaline-pumping moments when you were in one of those race cars and running a race? And maybe share, obviously we don't have time for the whole race, but maybe a moment in time or something that just made it for you. Probably my first win in a Legends car. We had done it as a family, and that was that was probably one of the most important things. You know, my dad and my mom and my sister really had sacrificed so much for me to race. And... To be the first female to ever win a Legends car race in 42 years of a, of a track's history. Wow. I mean, it's just something that, it was awesome. I've had a lot of awesome experiences, and I've done a lot of cool stuff, but I would say that's probably one of the most memorable moments for me. Oh, bad. Um, I also, I finished uh, top three at Irwindale, and at the time, it was the highest, highest finishing spot by a female and it happened to be on uh, my great-grandpa's birthday, who had passed away months before that, of lung cancer. And that was probably, you know, the next really close, just important important moment and important, important race for me, uh, just because it was so special. And it, it's kind of crazy how things like that work, you know. Well, fantastic. Thanks for sharing those personal moments with us. How about current projects? Is there something you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? Actually, I'm kind of moving on to a point of, of reality. I will never stop wanting to be a race car driver, but you know it's very important to um, also focus on the reality as much as that may may or may not be what it is that you want. I've actually been lucky enough to to receive a job in the sport. We do um, a lot of uh, breaks and, and those types of things to to big teams as well as uh, we sell a ride helmet that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm still in the sport. So uh, right now, that's kind of my big my big moment and, and uh, something I've, I've been real focused on is, is trying to uh, just meet a lot of people through work and be able to, to make contacts and, and still have my name out there. Um, right. You know, it's, it's important to me to, to be in a race car, but you can't be in a race car if you don't know anybody. You know, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the networking system. That's right. So uh, my biggest thing right now is just to kind of take take this opportunity and, and run with it and, and, you know, be thankful that 
I've been able to get a job in the sport, which the sport makes me the happiest that I am. So to be able to still be around, it will be very important. And and hopefully everything kind of just falls together. Yeah, perfect. Congratulations on that. That's fantastic. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, here's an interesting question for you, McKenna. It's a little bit introspective for people. If you were a race car, what kind of a race car would McKenna be and why? I would like to be the car that I was driving at the time. So I knew exactly what it was thinking when it didn't want to run well or, or uh, <laughs> it was a pain in the butt to figure out how to, uh, <laughs> how to set up. So right now I probably want to be my car so I knew exactly what it is I needed to do to make it happy so, so we could win races and, and make more history. Very interesting answer. I love that. That's great. So McKenna, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, here's a little something for the Cars yeah listeners. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to CarsYad.com and click on the free book button on the homepage. Download your free filler-up book today at Cars Yeah. All right, McKenna, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And you're a racer, you know what that means. The white flag is out. Time to get your pedal to the metal and get to the end of this race. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? Yes. What is the best racing advice you've ever received, and who was it from? Um, to not ever let other people determine who you were. My mom. Awesome. Uh, my mom's a, a wise person, and uh, she always has very good things to say. <laughs> so she probably has the, the most influential uh, things that she said to me, but that was one of them, to just to be you and, and to make people realize that when they said you couldn't do it, that that you really could. Awesome. Great advice from your mom. What was your most memorable race and why? Probably winning the, um, winning the legends race. Uh, Like I said, it was something that my family had, we dreamed about doing and, um, it was just, just awesome. Um, it was awesome to be the first female to be able to do that. And I'd say that was probably my most memorable one. Fantastic. Would you share one of your personal habits with us that you believe has contributed to your past successes? I would say probably focus, Mm. um, determination. Um, I have always put 150% into the sport. You know, I I never, sounds silly, but I never went out and partied as a, you know, when I was younger. I never hung out with anybody other than my race car. Um, I just have always been 150% about it, and I think that that's helped. I do do wonder what it would have been like, you know, if I stayed and played soccer, but I don't regret anything, and, you know, I definitely think that focus has been one of my, my strong points Perfect. in, in being, being where I am. Perfect. Very important for a race car driver, of course. Do you have a resource you could share with our listeners that you're really fond of? Maybe it's a website or a blog. I'm really big on Facebook. I know that sounds a little bit silly, but um, I like to try to keep everyone up to date on that. And um, I have a, I'm, I'm very torn with social media because sometimes you let people in that you don't really know. But, you know, I like people to hear my story and, and um, you know, know what I'm going through. I feel like 
I know for me, people who are real in this sport are the ones that you end up liking the best or becoming becoming more attached to. Sure. I'm not huge into the to the being fake type of thing and and putting on a show. It, you know, real people are what people love, and uh, I'm all about that. You know, I feel like the people who come to watch you. And the people who are your biggest fans, they deserve you, not race car driver McKenna, but they deserve McKenna. It goes back to that advice your mother gave you, so I think that's great. How about a book? Is there a book that you've read in the past that you think the Cars Yeah listeners should get their hands on? I read the Lynn St. James book, and that was that was something that was, uh, it kind of hit the spot of knowing exactly what it is she was going through. And, and, you know, we spoke earlier about influential things that people have said to you. And actually, as I bring her up, she was probably one of the one of the better people who had actually made a comment to me about you never know who's watching, mm-hmm. and uh, that was really big because uh, she's right. You know, you never know who you may meet in the elevator, or you never know when the night you might decide to do something stupid, somebody might be watching who wanted to take a chance on you, and you know, right. pretty much to always keep it in check. But her book is really awesome. I can't off the top of my head think about the Tony Stewart book that he wrote about being a you know an owner and a driver, uh-huh. um, but it was great as well. Yeah, and Lynn is somebody I've reached out to. I'd love to get her on the Cars Yeah show. I think she'd be a, a great addition to the show. I'll remind our listeners that you can find all these resources that McKenna has shared with us today at com slash McKenna Bell. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars, or is it all about cars? All about cars. All about cars. <laughs> I kind of thought you'd answer that way, but I thought I'd throw yep. that in. It's kind of crazy. You know, you, you spend every weekend at the racetrack racing, and then on your off weekend, you look for a racetrack to be at. Um, <laughs> it's just me, and, and that's what makes me the happiest, for sure. That's your passion. That's what we're all about here at Cars Jazz, wrapping your passion into your vocation. All right, McKenna, we're up to the checkered flag, and that... You know what that means. You've seen many of those. We're almost to the end here. And this last question can be a real doozy for car people like you. If you could have only one, and I'll call it a collector race car in your garage, this is something that you can't sell to buy a bunch of other race cars with, but money's no object. I'll buy you any collector race car that you want. What would that one car be and why? Probably be my first go-kart. If I could find that and restore it and give it to my parents, <laughs> that would probably make me happy. That was where life changed, you know, when I was 12 years old and I hopped in a go-kart. Yeah. That would be the go-kart that I would want to still look at and show my kids one day and, you know, my grandkids one day. And that definitely would be the car that I would want. Well, I think what's really cool about the answer you gave me for that is you could have picked any race car in the world, but you picked one that you could give to your parents. I think that's pretty darn special. It says a lot about who you are and your character. Fantastic. Well, McKenna, you've taken me on a great ride around the track today, and I knew you would. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you race off down the track? Just don't stop believing in yourself. Um, You know, when people say you can't do it, make that be your fuel to show them that you can. To remember that you need to live for today. Enjoy the ride today. Don't worry about where you're going to be tomorrow and don't worry, worry about where you were yesterday because, you know, when it's all taken away from you and you, you can't actually be in a race car, you, you 
you, you wonder how you would have done it different, and, and I hope nobody ever has to feel that way. Great advice. And what is the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your racing goals and for that listener out there who's looking for someone to jump in their car to find you? Definitely uh, McKennabell.com. We try to keep up with that as much as possible. But, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, social media has taken over our lives, and I have every single one of them. So um, <laughs> everybody, you know, don't be afraid to ever ask any questions or, or tweet out or, or email on um, Facebook or, or anything. You know, I, I try to get back to everybody in, in a decent amount of time. And, and uh, like I said earlier, I really, really try to be real. So. Fantastic. Well, this has been real for me, McKenna. I really enjoyed this meeting you. And if you're a team owner out there and you're looking for someone really special to drive your car, I think I found her here. Give McKenna a call. And listeners, again, you can find links to everything we've talked about at carsyad.com. Just put McKenna, M-A-C-K-E-N-A, in the search box and her show notes page and links to every way to connect with her will pop right up. McKenna, thank you again for being so generous with your time and your expertise and sharing your experiences with the listeners. I wish you the best of luck. Get you back in a race car as soon as possible. That's where you need to be. And until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!